All right, buddy, welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, running solo today. Dale Ollie's got the day off. We'll be back on with him tomorrow and Friday. This is the Wednesday version of the show. We are getting you ready to get through hump day. It's tough, but we're going to help you through it. So let's get to talking about the top story of the day, and that is, of course, the breaking news. After talks with Governor Tom Wolf, the Steelers have come to an agreement. They are going to be able to have 5,500 fans in the stadium. That starts this weekend when they play the Philadelphia Eagles at 1 p.m. The Steelers are set to play them, and it looks like fans will be able to attend the game. The first time Steelers fans will be able to attend a game, first time anyone in Pennsylvania will be able to attend a professional football game this season. Pretty crazy stuff there. And... Also coming with it, for those who are wondering how these tickets are being doled out, because of course this is going to be a huge push. That stadium normally holds, you know, 70,000-ish people in it. Um, and, you know, of course people are like, oh, how are we going to, how, how are you going to get those tickets? Well, it's amongst the season ticket holders. Uh, Heinz Field and the Steelers announced that they will be going through, they'll be holding a lottery system for everyone who are listed season ticket holders. And the people who win that lottery, they'll be getting the first issue of those tickets, the first chance at those tickets. Um, so that's that. That's the system they're going through right now. Um, and this is uh, this is an interesting development. This is a very interesting development because we were wondering if this would happen at all this season. You know, the initial announcement was that the Steelers would uh, not have fans in their stadiums through September. Uh, and if you remember, there was a huge difference because the Eagles announced that it would that fans wouldn't be allowed in the Lincoln and you know indefinite indefinitely. Um, and the Steelers made a point to say through September. So it seems to me that the Roonies, the Steelers, whoever in their organization was pushing to have this happen in October, this was their plan all along that they could get, if they get through the month of September and everything's clean and ready to go, that they can then host a small amount of people here. And this is, a, I think this is going to be sort of a test run. If this goes well through all the entire month of October, this is going to allow them to. Uh, to be able to, to maybe up that number for November. We'll see how that goes. Also depends on, of course, how COVID-19 goes through the month of November. Wear your masks, people. Uh, we want to just get through this football season. Uh, the less outbreaks, the better here, because then there's less things to talk about that aren't football. So um, that's really cool. For the for the Pitt fans that, that listen to this podcast and also listen to the DKH2P podcast that we do here, um, uh, the, the, the announcement came from... Uh, Athletic director Heather Like, who basically said that they are Pitt, Pitt is now looking into what they can do to make sure that people can attend their games. The, the Pitt has made it very clear that you know, and Pat Narduzzi has made it very clear that the emphasis here is to get parents to be able to attend games. Uh, I was talking to wide receiver DJ Turner yesterday, and he was he was even saying like his parents drove up from Maryland to see him play because they thought there was a possibility of seeing him play last week, and they ended up just watching the game as an apartment in his apartment. Now Pitt's in a different situation. The Steelers have to figure this out right now because fans are going to be in this in Heinz Field on Sunday. There's no tailgating allowed, so like you know they're going to be able to regulate that. Um, but Pitt doesn't play in their next home game until October 24th against Notre Dame. They've got back-to-back away games against Boston College and Miami coming up. So Pitt's not in nearly the same predicament where the Steelers have to figure this out right now, get their systems in place, and get people in the stands. So uh, that's certainly um, an interesting thing there. Um, but uh, but I think it's really good for the Steelers you know, to be able to get people in. Um, this, this I, I think that 
that, that that's a good number of people to keep the number low. Now, of course, people might be confused. They saw that 7,500 people would be allowed in the stadium. Uh, there are about 2,000 people that will be there in a working capacity. So that's why uh, the number was of fans is at 5,500. When you think of all the cleaning people, when you think of all the administrative people, when you think of all the players, when you think of all the you know the the staff on each team between coaches and trainers and all that and then you still got people like us the media that are in there and the camera people and everything that goes on there that's going to account for a lot of people um uh but with people in there now you're looking at a chance for if this goes well if everything goes smoothly you're probably going to see that number go up so that's gonna that that's gonna be a really cool good thing there if we see that um, it also means we might get to see what a renegade's like in this situation. It'll also be uh, Sunday will mark the first time that Steelers fans will have been able to see Ben Roethlisberger live since he's come back from his injury. So I'm interested to see what that's like um, with Ben Roethlisberger coming through the tunnel with only 5,000-ish people in the stands. Um, I think it could be uh, could be an interesting spectacle there. I gotta be honest though, I've covered some of these live games for Pitt. I don't notice the fake crowd noise. I mean, I know some people complain about it on TV, but you know, I'm so locked into the game, and maybe that's just me because I'm just I'm I'm a person I I watch the heck out of a game. I'm looking for things. I'm I'm going back and trying to say, okay, what happened here? What happened there? Uh, but the only time I really notice the crowd noise is either when it stops and it's it's completely silent and that's creepy, or uh, it makes it gets loud at a point where it's not supposed to get loud, like it, like you know, on a fourth down when they're about to punt and it gets loud. I'm like, wait, wait, what? What? Why are we getting excited here? And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There's nobody here. Um, so I mean, I, I don't seem to mind it. Uh, you know, I just, I, it doesn't bother, bother, bother me much. I do think it would be good to get fans in the stadium because I think it's something they could manage and the NFL needs the money. They need to be able to push, you know, push to get the salary cap numbers up and, you know, make sure that they'll, they'll have some windfall for next year. So this, this is all good news here. I think it's very positive. Uh, we'll keep you updated on how this goes on the show throughout the week. I'm sure Dale will be talking about this. Uh, with uh, with me later in the week as we get ready for Sunday at 1 o'clock. We're going to take a quick break here. We come back from DK Steelers podcast. Wanted to talk about something that Dale wrote in regards to the, the no-huddle offense for the Steelers. What did he say? Find out after this. Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter again running solo today because Dale has the day off. He's got a lot of things to get ready to do. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger talks on Wednesday morning so we try to give him Tuesday nights for recording off and let him get busy there. Uh, But um, when you look at uh, when you look at an article that's that's towards the top of the website uh, Dale wrote yesterday about the Steelers uh, going going after the Eagles with the no huddle offense because we all know that's a major part of what Ben Roethlisberger historically has liked, um, and uh, that's something that he's been able to uh, to 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 do this year, to do in the past. Now, Dale's brought up like so far with the Steelers, they haven't used the no huddle much this year. It's been a lot of uh, it's been it's it's been a lot of coming out of the huddle 
and maybe doing what Dale described as a muddle huddle where it's like not really a huddle too much but it's not a no huddle because they are con, you know you know con meeting and conversing you know before the plays up um but when it comes to no huddle passes right now Ben Roethlisberger has only thrown 13 no huddle passes completing 11 of those for 93 yards and one touchdown um that's uh you know that that that's something that we haven't seen a whole lot of in the past when we when we talk about the the lack of a no huddle offense but I think part of the no huddle offense you have to be on a really good rapport with your receivers, with your offensive line, with your running backs, and they're still getting there, you know? This is still an offensive line that's figuring out how to play together. They've only played... The, the group that we're expecting to be the offensive line moving forward, they have been that group for one game. David DeCastro just got back. Chikuma Okor for, uh, you know, I think this was, what, his second game at right tackle starting uh, this season? So... They're going to take time to get their 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 legs under them. James Conner, you know, is going to, going to be in there. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson missed time last game, so they got still got to figure things out. They still got a lot of young receivers. Deontay Johnson still hasn't played half a season with Ben Roethlisberger yet, and that's crazy to think about. You know, because now it feels like he's been on the team forever, even though it's been been a year. Chase Claypool's a rookie. James Washington really only had his rookie year where they didn't connect much, and then uh, last year they started out they started out like they looked like they were going to be different and. Uh, it looked like things might change, but then uh, Ben got hurt, so we never got to see that. So they're really the only guy, the two guys that Ben Roethlisberger is comfortable throwing. I well, not that he's comfortable, that he's used to throwing to, um, and has a has years of uh, experience working with is Vance McDonald and Juju Smith-Schuster. So the no huddle isn't always easy, especially when you need guys that can line up at every single position. Now Chase Claypool did say that he is a lot more comfortable with the playbook than he thought he would be at this point in his career. So that's a good sign. Um, but, you know, the, the Steelers can't just go into no huddle for no reason. I know a lot of Steelers fans want the no huddle because they don't like Randy Feekner. Um, And I get that. I, I get that. But, I mean, that's something that Ben's loved to do uh, for years. I mean, back in 2008, if you remember, uh, there, was the, there was the Ravens game at home early in the season. And the offense couldn't get anything going, and then they went into no huddle, and then they were able to. The defense forced a turnover and score, and then to, to, you know, home scored on a quick touchdown. You know that's that's something that Ben always loved to do. Just see what's on the field. You know, take away the defense's over planning and just go after. It. Now the thing is, it's a double edged sword because when you do that, you could miss plays, you could miss opportunities that were there had you come, you know had time to go in the huddle and talk about something. Uh, but Mike Tomlin spoke about this in his Tuesday press conference and talking about the. Um, uh, you know, the no huddle offense. And here's a quote that Dale put in his story. He says, quote uh, from Tomlin, it, uh, it is if you're doing it, it uh, he says it is effective if you're doing it efficiently. Uh, by efficiently, I mean you're minimizing negative plays and you're completing the ball at a decent completion percentage. Those are two factors that really kind of weigh into our judgments about whether or not we have a desire to utilize that package week in and week out. Now, here's the thing about no huddle, guys. It can quickly backfire on you if you're not completing your passes because here's what's happening. You're stopping the clock. You're keeping it going. You know you're keeping the drive. You're 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 running up your your plays quickly, and if you three it out after that, you've taken no time off the clock, and your defense is headed right back out there. And if the defense, it whether they just got to stop or, or or they just got scored on, now they got to go back out there faster than they than, than than normal because you've been in the no huddle. That's how quickly this can backfire. Now. Dale puts out some really good numbers here. He's talking about how often Ben's, Ben Roethlisberger's been in the no huddle. They said when he's been in it, he's had a he, he's completed 65.6% of his passes. 
um, and that's higher than his career average. Um, they said his pass rating is about a 91.9, which is a little bit lower than his career average. Um, he's, I mean, he's shown he can be effective in the, the no huddle. Um, now they said, now Dale brought up a good point in 2018, the Steelers used a lot of no huddle and Ben Roethlisberger put up a 98.1 passer rating with completing 70% of those passes. Now, if you remember also 2018 was the first year that Randy Feigner was the offensive coordinator. I think part of what Randy Feigner wants to do is put Ben in a position where he can just take the offense and go. I don't think Randy Feigner wants to limit Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's just trying to ease him back into, Hey, this is the offense. We're going to give you full command here, but you know, it's, it's not easy just to just take those reins and just command everything the way that Ben Roethlisberger has in different points in his career. He's got to get that mojo back. Um, now Mike Tomlin also pointed out that, uh, you know, that some, this isn't just about the Steelers that they do. They often do this. They often go to the no huddle if they see something that can match up well with the opposing defense. And here's the quote where he talks about that. He says, uh, those decisions do not happen in a vacuum. Uh, it's more than just the matchups of our offense versus their defense. There is a global perspective, if you will, in terms of how the units or teams match up and what our defense might need from a support support standpoint in an effort to have a winning performance. Now that's the point there. He's saying what a, you know what the de- what our defense might need, meaning you know hey you know what this defense just gave up a long drive. Like remember that 19 play drive or whatever it was when Cam Hayward had an interception against the Giants. You look at a play at drives like that. You don't come out of that and go no huddle. You come out of that, you run the ball a little bit, you try to extend the clock, get the defense a breather, let them catch their breath, you know, let them, you know, assess some things that maybe they, they you know, their staff saw from from upstairs. Those are the type of things that, 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 that you can do. And that's why you don't always just rush right into a no-huddle offense. It can really backfire on you quickly. Um, but, I mean, the Steelers right now, offensively, they're doing fine. I mean, they're, they're, they're not like, you know, again, they're not, they're not top of the league or anything like that. But they're, I mean, they're competing with with teams right now. They're able to, um, uh, you know, they're 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 able to put up points right now. They're averaging twenty six point seven points per game. Um, I think that's uh, that's definitely that that's definitely a really good sign for where um, for where they need to be uh, when it comes to uh, when it, when it comes to their offense and the efficiency that they that they've had this year. Again, Ben Roethlisberger seven touchdowns, only one interception. Numbers like that can uh, are, are what they're looking for. I don't think it's about. I don't think it's anywhere about the. Um, uh, I don't think it's anywhere about this. 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 You know, him. Him having a throw a bunch of yards. It's about finishing drives, completing drives, and making sure that they're able to to you know to put to put points on the board and not waste possessions because that's the problem is that you know when you waste possessions when you put your defense back out there so quickly. That's when you start to you you start to have problems, um, and then you start putting your defense in tough predicaments, and then they'll start to even if you have a great defense, that's when you start to see those um, you know those 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 situations play out right now. Um, but the Steelers right now they're in a good spot. I think we, we with with what we've seen. Um, ben Roethlisberger going into no huddle. We're probably going to see that a little bit more going forward, especially now that they've had, you know, uh, you know, two whole weeks of practice. And Mike Tomlin indicated that the Steelers asked for permission and were granted permission on Monday to be able to practice uh, coming out of the bye week, which normally would, I guess they wouldn't do. But because of these, the uh, unusual predicament of practicing all last week to get ready for a game that never happened, 
uh, it makes sense that they get to do this. Now, I want to see what's the chemistry like. You know, how does Ben Roethlisberger click with, with his receivers? How well is the offensive line firing off? Does the running game get started? Lots of positive things that that the Steelers can access this week. Keep an eye on how how and when they use no huddle. I think that that could be a really good sign. Is if they get that going and Ben Roethlisberger starts chucking the ball around and starts scaring people. Who knows? Maybe this offense really can be one of the be one of the better ones in the NFL. Gonna take a quick break here. We come back. It's time for Don't Get Me Started. What got me started? Find out after this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started! Don't Get Me Started about Browns fans already feeling themselves. This is the Don't Get Me Started segment here on the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. So... Yeah, it was just yesterday. I was just stroll, you know, scrolling through Twitter, just trying to, you know, see what's going on in the world. Always checking up on my homies that I follow. If you don't follow me, I will follow you back. Uh, if you follow me, so uh, hit me up at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Thanks for those who do. Um, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm seeing some people out there, and I'm seeing like Browns fans, clowning Steelers fans already, and it's like, like how have you not learned your lesson? And so this this rant segment is just because I see this, and I, I'm here I'm here actually to be the person of reason here for Steelers fans. Don't even react when they say anything right now. Let them talk. Let them build up the debt that they're gonna have to cash later this season. It's the Browns, guys. You heard Dale and I talking about it earlier in the week. They're three and one, and you know what? You have every right to be happy about three and one. I'm not saying Browns fans shouldn't celebrate right now, but I wouldn't be the one going to talk trash to the Steelers right now, especially because the Steelers don't look bad. They look really good defensively. Ben Roethlisberger's healthy. The running games had a hundred yard rusher in every game they played this season. They're three and zero. The Browns. The way that they played, they got they got destroyed by the Ravens, and how they gave up a lot of points to the Cowboys, and you know they they didn't dominate the Cowboys the way I think that if you're a good team you should have dominated the Cowboys. Like the Steelers are going to do that to them later this season, so long as the Cowboys don't uh, correct their ship by then, which could happen. But I, I look at the Browns as a team that's going to fall on its face very soon because this is what the team does. Their win against the Cowboys was a sloppy win. There was a lot of mistakes in it. I was watching it. It was the game that I wanted to watch in the one o'clockers when I knew that the Steelers weren't playing because I wanted to see, I wanted to see the offensive juggernauts matchup because I know that Dallas's defense stunk. I know that Cleveland's defense stunk. I was like, okay, I want to see who puts up the points. And sure enough, I wasn't surprised. Uh, if you listen to my my uh, my the Fantasy Football Insider podcast on Channel Eleven, uh, that that comes out, it'll be on this podcast network. Uh, tomorrow, actually, because it airs tonight on the WPXI Now app. Um, at 8 o'clock, you can tune in with me and Alvy Oxenrider there. But um, 
I say all to say on that show, I say that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to have a heck of a day against the Cowboys, and he did. Three touchdowns, one was on the ground, two were in the air. Uh, Jarvis Landry even threw him a touchdown. But the fact that Baker Mayfield wasn't the catalyst in that game, that's not good. And now Nick Chubb's not even going to be around when they play the Steelers. I'm not saying the Steelers are definitely going to beat the Browns. I'm saying it's a high, but I am saying it's a high probability. So what I'm saying to you Steelers fans, don't, don't jump in there and, and try to tell the Browns fans to shut up. Let them have their moment right now. Just bookmark a, bookmark a tweet. If they come in at you, just bookmark it. Don't say nothing. Let them, let them get loud. Let them say all the things they want to say right now. And then when the Browns fall, the way they eventually do, do every year on their face, just bring those tweets up and just be like, "Oh, what happened? What, what was you saying now? I'm sorry. I thought I, I thought you got you, you guys really thought you were going to make the playoffs, huh? You thought you were good? Get them out of here. That's when you get them out of here. But let let it build up. I think it's going to be so much more fun for you guys as Steelers fans if you just let it build up a little bit. And then when you do that, then they're going to be sitting there like, "Uh, crap. We now got to deal with this." And, and it's so funny because it's like, how, how have you not learned this lesson as a Browns fan? The last time this team had a winning record was 2014. And as I talked about with Tom Reed on Java last week, he's like, he's like that team was 7-4. Like, they were in a position to, to really do some damage. And the way they fell apart was the saddest thing ever. Well, I, I don't see the continuity in this team yet. Baker Mayfield's not consistent enough. Their most consistent thing was their ground game, and they just lost the best player on that ground game. Their receivers, their tight ends, I mean, they're good playmakers individually, but I don't think that they've meshed into this team yet. You do have Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett on defense, and uh, Kevin Mack came back, which is really good. I like him a lot. But, or Mack Wilson, Kevin Mack, I don't know why I said Kevin Mack. Woo! Uh, but Mack Wilson, their inside linebacker, he's coming back. That's good. I, I like him, the way he plays, um, but it's not enough. I think that if they run into the Steelers and the Steelers are fully healthy and on their game at Heinz Field, it's gonna. I think it's going to be bad for them. But when it's bad for them, that's when you bring it up. Don't don't need to say nothing right now. The Steelers are 3-0. Just focus on the Steelers' joy right now. Y'all got that. The, the Steelers are 3-0, and who cares who they face? They're beating who they can. No one cared that most of the teams the 72 Dolphins beat were losing teams or teams at 500 or below 500. No one cared. They still call them the undefeated 17-0-1972 Miami Dolphins. The the world won't care if the Steelers get through this season and win a Super Bowl who they played in the beginning of the season. Now, I'm sure the Browns fans and Brandon, they'll probably bring that up and say, oh, that was unfair. But guess what? It was what it was. And at some point, the Steelers are going to have to play the Bills this year, this season. Um, they are going to have to play the Ravens twice. So, uh, I ain't trying to hear that. They are going to have to play the Titans on a situation where they lost their, their mid, mid-season bye week. They are going to have to play 13 straight games. I think three road games in a row coming up very soon. The Steelers have plenty of obstacles. And I think it's going to be funny when all said and done, I'm I'm 100% sure the Steelers are going to finish with a better record than, than than the Cleveland Browns. So like I said, let them let them let them write them them checks. 
Because when the Browns can't cash them for them, they're going to be in a whole lot of hurt. And you're going to be able to sit there and just laugh and just go back to those bookmarks in your tweets and just retweet the one and just say, what, what, what happened here? And you'll have a happy day. Take some advice from Chris Carter here. I know what I'm talking about. But y'all got me started. And this has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show, everyone. We're having a great show here. Uh, Stay tuned to all of our shows here. We got a lot of stuff here. DK's Daily Shot, DK Pirates Podcast, Noah's No Doubters, Noah's uh, Down Memory Lane Podcast. We got the H2P Podcast for Pitt fans. We got all of the different shows on here. Also, you can hear all our other content when we're in other places, uh, like the Fantasy Football Insider for Channel 11 and Halftime Adjustments. Both will be on tonight on the WPXI Now app. You can also find that at WPXI.com and find what they're live streaming. Thanks again for uh, listening to the show. Please uh, subscribe us. Subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so is a great help to the show. Thanks so much. We'll be back in your ears with Dale Lolly tomorrow. Have a great hump day. Mm-hmm.